Look at that setup. Hold on, I can't see it. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Spectacular. Can you hear us, sir? Yeah, I think uh yeah, I can hear you. Spectacular. Look at that. <laughs> nice little little uh getaway right there. Oh yeah, I stole it from my indie manager. <laughs> um, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing well. I just finished up watching the uh series of the boys. So oh. I feel complete. <laughs> now, Vanessa, have you watched all of the boys? Yes. <clears throat> See, I I started to watch the new season. I got off the track, <clears throat> so I got to catch up on it. Uh, because I don't feel no spoilers then. <laughs> no spoilers. But what we can spoil, I heard through the grapevine that you're also a big Cobra Kai fan. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, binge. I as soon as the third, I think it was the third season. Yeah, it just came out. So I just binge watched that the entire like first night it came out. I was up all night and it was wonderful. What uh, you enjoyed it? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the, yeah, I, I've enjoyed every season. I like the old Karate Kids. I watched I was, that a lot growing up. I feel like they have a good '80s vibe, but then they are also really good at bringing out like uh, modern, like serious, like contemporary vibes. So it, I like the mixture it has with uh, the new cast and everything. Did you feel there were some times in this most recent series season that it was getting a little bit uh, cheesy? I guess is the way I'll put it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I look at, like if you watch the old '80s movies, like I feel like those are very cheesy sometimes. Uh, so I feel like they, it's like almost like bring out a nostalgia vibe. I mean, I might be you, 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 you might disagree, but uh, I like from watching like old like I like Ferris Bueller a lot. Yeah. I think Ferris Bueller is pretty cheesy. Yeah, uh, that's true. But I still enjoy it uh, because you know it just brings out a lighthearted, like fun side. And sometimes it's nice just to cringe. It makes you feel something. <laughs> I do agree. Is it, this is this is fun. So you're big karate kid fan of the originals. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Are you of the belief that Daniel Larusso was the bully and Johnny was not? So I never heard that until after Cobra Kai came out, uh, and then I heard that theory, and uh, I, I, I enjoy. Uh, so obviously, growing up, uh, of course, I thought Johnny was the bully. Right. But uh, I can see that perspective. Uh, so I like the two sides of that coin. It just seems like uh, a, a dumb high school rivalry. And I think we all kind of have like somebody back in high school that we didn't like and they didn't like us. And I think it's just like uh, a part of life. And I think that kind of makes it cooler. It um, brings kind of like a realness to it. It does. And I, when I was watching it growing up, I felt Daniel was the one getting bullied. But as I got older mm-hmm. and yeah. I take a step back and look at it, I mean, he st- he stole his girlfriend. Yeah. He-, he jumped them at the Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. You saw like uh, from watching it more as an adult, it was like you see him as like just being an immature kid. He didn't need to do that. Uh, but also, being in high school, I think we all know we probably would have done it too. So yeah, but I can see definitely both sides of that coin. I like to think like wrestling kind of uh, represents a lot of uh, like different aspects in life. I was like, not every heel is a bad guy. It's just not necessarily what he's doing is in the favor of the audience. That's true. So I was like, during that time you're watching and in that perspective, I think Johnny Lawrence wasn't in the favor of the audience. That's why he was known as such a bad guy. I like that perspective. 
yeah, now in Cobra Kai, you can see his perspective and maybe Daniel's a little bit more of a heel in your eyes. Uh, but again, it's just, it's all a matter of perspective. Uh, I think Star Wars said uh, something with it. It was like uh, good and evil is just a, it's just a perspective. In the eyes of uh, Anakin, we want was a bad guy. Yeah, it's true. Oh, man. Jeez, I'm not going to touch any wrestling stuff. All right, let's take the oh, three original <laughs> Karate Kid movies, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, one with uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence, uh, two mm-hmm. with he went uh, chosen. Over, chosen, and then three with Mike Barnes. Mm-hmm. Y- you need to uh, stream one, one of the movies. You got to stream one of the movies. You got to trash one of the movies. And you have to own one of the movies. So I guess own it on DVD if you, people still have yeah. those. So stream, trash, <laughs> own uh, the three Karate Kid movies. Go ahead, sir. I'll say already I own all three. But <laughs> if I had to do it under the circumstances, uh, let's call it, it would be definitely trash number three. Uh, I would say stream number two and own number one. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I don't think any of them really beat the first one. I think the second one was uh, really good, and it was just, it was different. Yeah. Uh, but number three, I could live without it, and we're not even going to talk about number four. <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> Nobody talks about that one. We're not even putting <laughs> that one on the list. No way. Do you think they might... be... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was saying, they're actually... I, I heard that... Uh, cause I, I watched, like, the interviews, and... Uh, was it? They said that they were contemplating possibly bringing in Hillary Swank into oh. Cobra Kai because they were like, he's, she's technically a part of the universe because she was with Miyagi. Yeah. But I'm really, I don't know. I just like, we should just let that one go. Well, we, <laughs> they are going to have another season. They are yeah. going to have that bigger tournament that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So I could see her being the sensei for a, another group. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Oh, that leads me to another great question. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. You got to pick one. Uh, Cobra Kai, uh, Miyagi-Do, or uh, Eagle Fang? You only get one. <laughs> it wouldn't be Eagle. Uh, uh, it would not be Eagle Fang. But see, here's the part. It's like, do I want to go face or heel? On <laughs> it's all perspective. Uh, I know. I really like so Cobra Kai. Just like you can't like pass up that badass name. <laughs> it's badass. Uh, but Miyagi's pretty badass himself. No, I'm gonna go back. Uh, I'm just gonna do Cobra Kai. <laughs> All right, I got. I got follow. I feel like that, fi- like that fits me. <laughs> <laughs> I got a follow up too. Uh, are you going? It's kind of a dumb question. Uh, John Kreese, Cobra Kai, or Terry Silver? Oh, see, it's, it's the, that's, it's the see, that's like a minor heel and major heel in my opinion. Oh, look, we're going to go Terry Silver because I like the money. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. Oh, spectacular. Suppose we can get to wrestling. Um, <laughs> first of all, if I haven't said it already, thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, you obviously big. Big personality just coming through. Uh, so obviously you loved wrestling at a young age. I, I that goes yeah. without without saying. I, I think with everyone that we talked to, um, how how did the likes of uh, HPK, uh, Ric Flair, and CM Punk? How did those characters mm. uh, help cultivate your love for wrestling? Uh, I think like Shawn Michaels is just like that larger than life persona. I don't think 
uh, I can think of a single other wrestler that really has that, at least in my opinion. Uh, so uh, at a young age, uh, he was somebody who I, I really got, I, I really took to, uh, especially because uh, growing up, my brother and I uh, was called, I have a brother. It, we're both, we were both really into wrestling at that time. Our, our favorite uh, tag team was uh, DX. It was the second run mm. uh, where it was just him and Triple H. And I started watching him do all those pranks. And me and my brother ourselves were just like big pranksters uh, in the house, like always trying to scare people and do some stupid stuff. Uh, so I just always took a liking to that. But my first uh, time, uh, my first wrestling match I remember watching uh, was Ric Flair versus Mick Foley. Uh, from what I have come to learn now was SummerSlam. I was three years old uh, and it was in a barbed wire match. And uh, uh, that, from there on, I was always just super in love with wrestling. And uh, it always it, what ended up being cool is when I uh, started getting a little bit older, I started uh, watching all the tapes. And because uh, back then they didn't have the WWE Network, you had to buy the DVDs. So I went and bought a bunch of DVDs and like come to find out Shawn Michaels' favorite wrestler was Ric Flair. And at the time, my favorite wrestler uh, was Shawn Michaels and up second was Ric Flair. So now I got to watch like two of my favorites. Uh, and then uh, just from there on, uh, I didn't get to watch for a little while because fun story, my brother, uh, Sweet Chin Music, my mom, <laughs> when oh my we were God. kids and broke her jaw. So uh, <laughs> my mom didn't let us watch for a good couple of years. And then I uh, came back around 2012 and CM Punk was, uh, it was during that time when CM Punk was, uh, had dropped the pipe bomb. Uh, he was feuding with John Cena talking about leaving. And uh, that's, that was my first introduction to him. And I remember uh, just during that time in my life, I was going through a very difficult time and I resonated a lot of what my life was with uh, what CM Punk's life uh, was and is. Uh, so it's like, it, was, it gave me something to kind of just look forward to. Uh, on a week to week basis, like even if uh, life was hard, home life wasn't great. I always had uh, Ron Smackdown to look forward to. And Punk at the time was just a guy I saw myself in. And uh, as I got um, more into uh, watching, it made me more want to be a wrestler. And I always had the concept of like uh, what they could do for me i wanted to do for other people oh, like man. if i can have somebody see themselves in me and give that maybe brief little escape because life's not easy at the moment then uh that'd be great and then i i was always into um what's called uh, the medical field because my mom's a paramedic so I, I the other aspect of what i do i enjoy is helping others uh, in whatever way i can and uh just putting a smile on somebody's face uh because i'm being a good guy or uh making somebody enjoy watching me get my ass kicked that's another great thing to do (laughs) i can't get over i have uh three brothers and oh yeah uh, we used to wrestle all the time um we have one sister she took a lot of the ddts in that house (laughs) my mom never took some sweet chin music and i'm just picturing it like, was she involved in an angle? Did she step in front to to protect you? Like, how does that <laughs> no, even so, occur? <laughs> yeah. So my mom was like wrestling with him just to be because my mom's from Detroit oh. and she grew up in a big like uh, wrestling fan family. Uh, she used to go to like the WWF events and uh, she would see Ultimate Warrior and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, which were her favorites. Uh, she had fun story. Uh, she actually like smacked his chest and you know how sweaty he is. Yeah. And she uh, had a crush on him and she said, I'm never going to wash this hand. 
thank God she did. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, so she was wrestling with my brother and just on the ground and he like popped out and said, I'm Shawn Michaels and kicked her in the face. <laughs> but no, no angle. It was just, you know, uh, a nice little shock factor. <laughs> For sure. Um, Shout out Caleb. <laughs> is that, is that uh, one of the main reasons uh, you took your mom on your first ever cruise? Yes. Uh, so again, I was, I, dude, I always feel like uh, once I start to climb up a little bit, there's got to be something to knock you down. Uh, I, and it sucks, but maybe it's just meant for like a way of life just to humble you. Um, but during that time, uh, it was just a, it was really, really bad. And uh, it was before I was a wrestler and um, I had never gone to a live event. My dad didn't want to pay for like tickets to go to those places. And like half the time he didn't want to buy pay-per-views, but my mom would do it anyway. Uh, so anyways, um, my mom had, was recently at the time going through a divorce with uh, at the time who was my stepfather. And uh, he just did, he wronged us pretty well. And my mom was really down in the dumps. I was uh, having to work full time uh, straight out of high school. And I was doing like nine days on one day off uh, because you couldn't work 10 days consecutively. Yeah. So, and this was like on a like weekly basis. So uh, I told my mom, cause she wanted to cancel the cruise. Cause we already had planned on going just as like a nice trip, just me and her. And uh, then she was planning on canceling it because she didn't think we could handle it. I told her, I told her that uh, we needed some kind of a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. and wrestling has always been that for me. And, um, so I convinced her to still uh, go with me. And, uh, when we ended up getting there, it became a life-changing event. Uh, we had a great time. We went to the Bahamas. We met some, uh, some great wrestlers, uh, some people who I'd grown up watching, some people who I just started watching. And there was even some wrestlers that I didn't like before that, uh, I ended up, I ended up falling in love with watching and respect very much now. Uh, and by the time we got off, just with the energy um, that I had felt on the boat and uh, just the amazing crowd that, in my opinion, still to this time, I was like, I, I think uh, the, I'm on the, uh, the group chat for the cruise still and uh, undercover, of course, but they said, everybody says the second one was the best. And I think that I was meant to be on there because uh, the, everything on it just made me fall in love with wrestling more than I already was. And as soon as I got like off the boat, I told my mom, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And uh, immediately signed up to go to Flatbacks uh, with Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze. And um, I paid $500 non-refundable and ended up uh, losing that money because I went to the Nightmare Factory, and uh, th th which was something that happened after uh, I got off work. And saw it online, and Cody said um, uh, he was doing his first class, and Cody was it was another wrestler that I grew up watching and really enjoyed. So things happen uh, for the right reasons, and uh, honestly, if I hadn't gone there, uh, a lot of my uh, career wouldn't be what it is today. That was probably a really boring tangent. No, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was great. Um, yeah, it, it it seems like. Uh... There's a lot. <laughs> the, the light at the happened end, in my last two years. The light at the end of the tunnel, uh, yeah. and your mom being so supportive mm -hmm. in yeah. this journey into wrestling. Yeah. Uh, you, you left. You left being an EMT. You, you quit your job. Mm -hmm. You went all in. No pun intended. Absolutely. You know. know. Uh, lost a five hundred dollar deposit. Seems to, to yeah. be worth it to be part of that inaugural class, the Nightmare mm -hmm. Factory. Absolutely. Uh, so. 
And, and now we're just what, what it's October. You, you just celebrated your two year anniversary in the business. Oh yeah. <laughs> celebrated the two year with an injury. It was great. <laughs> oh, you've been it. You got injured. Yeah. Very minorly. Uh, luckily I have a great chiropractor. Uh, I got my, I got kicked in the face by your mom. And, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, she probably liked to, but no, it wasn't her this time. Uh, it was, uh, just some, it was another wrestler. I don't want to say here just cause I don't want to make him look bad. It was an accident. Um, but uh, yeah, he kicked me in the face. Uh, it whipped my neck over. So like my whole like neck was misaligned. Uh, I had to get that popped all back in place. Uh, my jaw got shifted. And uh, the guy didn't specialize in Jaws, but I've been fr- uh, we've been friends for a while ever since I moved out here and first started. Uh, I met him at a gym I used to work at. And uh, so he, he just uh, brought one of his friends in uh, uh, just on his own time. And he came in and worked on my jaw for two days and we got it back to uh, as good as normal as we're going to get. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy story. I actually yeah. had to pop my jaw back oh. in place during the match. And I didn't think I'd have that in me. Oh, <laughs> I'm a tough little dude, uh, <laughs> as everybody likes to call me a little dude. <laughs> tough little dude. Well, you, you've you said yeah. it. You are a, a smaller stature, visually, yeah. uh, heart yeah. huge in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel that, uh, not just for you specifically, but overall for, for wrestlers uh, of your size and stature, mm-hmm. does that hold you guys back? Do people overlook you just because uh-huh. of like your size? Yeah, uh, so I'm happy you asked this because uh, I have a lot of frustration in this as- in this aspect, and I have reasoning of why. So I'll get to okay. Because uh, yeah, we do get overlooked, and a lot of people think because we're smaller that we shouldn't be able to hang. Uh, look at WCW. Look at Eddie Guerrero. Look at Bret Hart. Look at Shawn Michaels. Look at Ric Flair. You know they're not big dudes. And uh, what's about Ric Flair has said it on, on, on his own that he doesn't have the greatest physique, but Ric Flair could go 60 minutes and do a better job than uh, like a countless big name talents, like star talents. And at the time, uh, people like uh, Brett and Sean, they were all the smaller guys that they were going out there and doing the best matches. Uh, the fact that I think we have that in our history and like we should be paying attention to our history uh, and people will still overlook the smaller individuals. It, it's kind of baffling to me, but it's just the world we live in and you got to deal with the cards you're dealt. And uh, by watching, because uh, once, uh, as soon as I got done with uh, my first time at NWA, uh, I went back and just, uh, I watched Shawn Michaels because I just felt like that was what I needed to do. And uh, like, that's when I, that's when I uh, f- first got that thought because he was talking about how they were the smaller guys. And just seeing the heart he had that he didn't want to give up because he uh, went from doing AWA and NWA to go into WWF to try uh, making a name with uh, Marty Jannetty as the Rockers. And people didn't want him there. So then they created some BS and got him fired. Uh, and then he had to work his way back. I was like, people don't. I'm not saying right now in NWA people are treating me bad. Nobody is. I'm having a great time there. But just people in this industry don't necessarily want somebody like me to make it big because who wants to lose to a small guy? Cause people think that I don't know how to like, it, it makes them look bad. But at the same time, I'm out here doing my work and I train uh, with Ernest, the cat Miller. Uh, like I train at his like shoot dojo doing karate, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai. I've worked with Taekwondo on Taekwondo with uh, other people. Uh, so like I can get in there and I can, like everything I do, I always think of like how it would be done real. 
right. because I, I present myself as a real fighter. Uh, I don't hold any belt rankings. I always say that all the time, but uh, I do know how to actually go. <laughs> um, I was going to bring up Ernest the Cat Miller, very underrated yeah. WCW talent uh, trainer, your, one of your trainers at the Nightmare Factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did he teach you? What resonates the most with you? from what he passed on to you and still passed. So, yeah. Uh, luckily I still get to work with him at uh, district Atlanta. Uh, so I get to get advice from him on a regular, we catch up all the time. He, he'll call me up like just randomly, which is amazing. Uh, Cause he genuinely cares about his students. And I would say probably that that's one of the biggest things uh, tied with the first, which I'll get to next. He genuinely cares about younger talent. And he doesn't, uh, again, perfect example that, we, that I just said earlier, uh, it was about he was a smaller guy of his yeah. generation. Yeah. Uh, and like, he knew how to fight, like, for real. He was a world champion of karate three times. Now he's a Hall of Famer of karate. And uh, people wanted to pick on him. And uh, that's not a guy you should pick on. But anyways, uh, he, he will... Uh, actually put an interest in you and he wants to see you succeed. Everything he does is for the better interest of you. And I think that's a beautiful thing that's rare in this industry. And I told him I will put him over as many times as possible. No pun intended. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, that's why I actually uh, changed my name to the dojo cat. Uh, wow. Cause originally I used to go by the sensation of a new generation and maybe I will at some point again, but uh, for now, I want to pay homage to him and carry his legacy. He uh, allowed me to have all the moves of his arsenal. Uh, so I haven't pulled out the feliner yet. <laughs> <laughs> saving that for a big one. Um, but yeah, the other big uh, big piece of advice that he gave to me, and I would give it to everyone that I meet in wrestling, um, because it was so vital to me to where my brain finally clicked and I started making like bigger moves. He said to me, uh, uh, what is your goal in professional wrestling? This is the first day I ever trained with him. Uh, he said, uh, what is your goal in professional wrestling? I said, uh, very stupidly, I look back upon. Uh, he, I said, I wanted to get to AEW Dark because we're at the Nightmare Factory right. and there's a lot of people going. You see it and like there's a lot of like envy that comes out of you uh, when you think you should be going and other people are. Uh, and he told me, he said, all right. Uh, he said, that's not a bad goal. Said, take a look around the room. How many of these people have been on dark? I was like, a lot of them. He goes, yeah. And he said, that's just here. He said, everybody can get the opportunity to go to the dark, to go to AEW Dark. He said, your goal shouldn't just be to get on television. It should be learning how to stay on television. Because if there's nothing unique about you, you're just going to be another guy going, getting squashed. And then uh, it was called uh, going home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, if you can make yourself stand out and make yourself seem different, then that is the key to uh, having a career. He said, you don't want to just get a job. You want to get a career. Uh, so I tell that to everyone. Uh, I mean, I still went to dark and nothing really came out, but it is what it is. Uh, the other part of this business, um, as a side note, uh, they have to be looking for what you are. I've heard that from a bunch of different other people. It, you know, if they're not looking for a guy who has colored hair painted fingernails can do martial arts then you're not getting the job at the moment maybe they will in two years but until then you just got to keep working on yourself and focusing on you those are some uh you want to not get on tv but stay on tv like that absolutely yeah that's that it's always he told me that my first day working with him and it sticks to me to this day and again i was like i'm sure there's probably gonna be some wrestlers who watch this so 
I want to pass that on to as many people as possible because I want to see as many people succeed as possible. Um, for those listening at home or what catching it live or wherever they're going to see this, you talked about uh, having Ernest the Cat Miller's arsenal mm-hmm. uh, with martial arts and stuff. Uh, describe to the people that may have never seen you in the ring, whether dark or NWA, mm-hmm. uh, how would you describe yourself? How would you – your in-ring work, your mic work? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> well, it really de- – at this point, it depends because what I found – because I'm also in a tag team called The Business with my uh, tag partner, Caleb Tennedy. And when I'm with him, I am a crazy son of a gun. And I am screaming all the time. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in the audience space, uh, whether it be to give me a high five or I'm giving them the middle finger. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, but when I'm by myself, uh, that's when it comes out to be more of a serious uh, character. Because one thing I came in uh, th- knowing is I didn't want to be taken as a joke. It's very easy um, for a, a, a um, wrestler with a smaller stature to be looked at, and people were going to laugh and be like, yeah, there's no chance. So uh, when I'm in the ring, uh, uh, that's why I, I trained into the, uh, with martial arts. And uh, when I go in there and I'm throwing kicks, like they're real kicks. Uh, I, that's what I trained to do. Uh, of course, I know how to control them. Uh, and I do it to the best of my ability to take care of my opponent. Um, but yeah, I throw a bunch of spinning kicks, hook kicks, enziguris, uh, whatever there is uh, of a kick. I try to do it. Uh, the only one I can't do, not do that lager kick pisses me off <laughs> you'll get it uh yeah but yeah so i do more uh and also I, i'm a big fan of ufc Ooh. so um getting in uh i wanted to uh bring some of what they're doing into wrestling uh just because uh, i feel they run very similar to wrestling look at uh their their um what's called uh, uh the media uh called um gatherings uh, they go and they uh, have people do promos on one another. Uh, somebody might be coming off more of a, of a jerk like Conor McGregor. And then uh, it's called, you might have somebody else coming out and they're being uh, like a America's sweetheart. And you want to, you're, you're just crying and hoping they win. And then sometimes they'll get shut down and then it builds more heat for someone like Conor. And then other people get to keep moving forward and uh, being your hero. Um, and I think it's that that's a crazy thing and like i said life it, it represents a lot of different things in life represent pro wrestling so i wanted to bring in more of a serious uh sports-based feel uh just because i want uh my biggest goal in wrestling is to earn the respect of not only the viewers at home but my peers and uh i feel like that's the best way i can do it because going in and being just too much of a character uh it can make you money and it can get you a spot but uh, having a lower spot isn't necessarily what I, I'm looking for. Uh, I want to be the best I can be and uh, work towards being the best at what I do, uh, which I have a long way to go, but I'm only 22. So Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. It's the yeah. journey. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. District of Land. I'm looking at a little promo here uh, oh, yeah. going on, uh, taking on uh, Fearless. I'm going to botch this. Fearless uh, Musa, I guess. Is, oh, you got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fearless Moose. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. October 16th. Yeah. With your friend Caleb uh, alongside you there. Uh, business yeah. blood versus uh, in, in a bones match. Wait, business blood and bones match? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly pretty sure it's just a normal match, but uh, creative name. They're though. just giving it some creative name for the Halloween, Halloween spirit. gimmick. Yeah, 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 they have a little thing for everyone. Nice. I liked mine though. I was like, it kind of looks like like a like blood and guts, so kind of cool. If we could have a double ring cage match. <laughs> I mean, that other that fearless Musa, that, he looks dead serious, man. I mean, no crack, yeah. a smile out of him. Yeah, I um I specifically asked to do a, a singles match for this one because uh with Caleb and I we're a little bit more goofy uh we're big fans of DX and uh, at the time when we first uh, started we were uh there was a lot of uh, inspiration from like the Young Bucks Undisputed Era D Generation X so we do have more of like a fun feel vibe but uh again being such a fan of Michael's um uh I I saw like when he was by himself yeah he could be really serious and that was cool but then when he was he could also flip the switch uh be with triple h and they're cracking like dumb childish jokes and but still be just as serious in the ring so uh with this match uh i got to have the opportunity with that promo especially i got to um show more of a serious promo and show more of my edge uh and i'm excited for the audience to see it and i'm excited to uh be able to share that with everyone on a bigger platform than i've ever been able to um on the promo quick later tonight um you you talked about uh on the funnier side and the serious side um Mm -hmm. and you you kind of you know, you walk that line. You can do both mm-hmm. here or there. I'm going to ask you uh, – I'm going to steal this from Chris Jericho. I'm going to ask you the big question. It's the big question <laughs> Hello, of the Chris night. Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, it's the big question of the night. Uh, sports entertainer or wrestler? Both. I think um, – and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, I think what's called uh, – it's great to do sports entertainment because the, it connects well with the fans on, uh, in my opinion, a, a very easy um, – uh, what's called a – uh, uh what's it consumable level um if i do something funny and you laugh that's cool if uh, i do something like a dick and you hate it that's cool uh it's very easy to see that but then at the same time i shouldn't be lowering the quality of my wrestling just because i can do that mm-hmm. if i can give you the highest form of sports entertainment as well as the highest form of like wrestling like as far as the moves go uh then that would make you a megastar in wrestling, in my opinion. Uh, I think a lot of times, because when I first came in, people said that you're either going to be an entertainer or you're going to be a moves guy. And uh, that always bothered me. And I was at first, lean, I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to lean towards the moves because I can kind of do acting. Uh, and when I went that one direction, well, then now I'm lacking in this and nobody cared about me because I'm just doing moves and moves don't matter. Uh, so then I wanted to focus more on getting into uh the, um, the entertainment aspect. And once I started, uh, that's when I came up with the epiphany of which uh, honestly, when I worked with Aaron Stevens, he agreed, he said the same thing to me that I'd already came up with, which made me feel like I'm on the right track, which was you should, you should do both because that's what's going to make you stand out. And then full circle of that, the way that you, when you stand out, that's how you stay on TV. Yep. So uh, I know I'm somewhere on the right track to getting to where I need to be. But yeah, sorry, it's a long way to answer your question. But uh, yeah, I think that you should focus on doing both. And maybe in the beginning, you'll focus more primarily on one. And that's fine because you're finding your way. And But at some point, you need to learn how to do both. Because that's what's going to get you a job. And the whole point of this is to get a job. And I think Aaron Stevens is is the perfect guy too because he's got that entertaining side. 
uh, theater mm-hmm. background like yourself, um, yeah. but can also bring it in the ring. So, oh yeah, uh, no better person to take it from. Have you gotten your hands on Colby Carino yet? No, <laughs> I want to so bad. I, I, you know what? So he started talking to me more now that uh, was. I think ever since then, I don't know if it's coincidental. Uh, but, uh, I do have a very big interest in working with him. Um, uh, from the moment I first watched him wrestle, uh, I felt like I was learning, which was cool, uh, because we're both younger guys. And, uh, so I I feel like having the actual opportunity to wrestle him, I feel like I could learn a lot and I just think we would have a great time. Um, and I love the way, uh, he, like he works as it was called as a character, He's pretty funny, in my opinion, but he does it in a serious way, which which is exactly how I like to do that. Uh, So uh, in uh, right now, uh, we're in the right parts to where that could happen. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen soon, but I I am hoping it does happen eventually. Uh, I think that'd be fun for everyone to watch. And I'm also wrestling a lot of heavyweights right now. So it'd be nice to get into the (laughs) junior heavyweight division. Well, I hope you get your hands on him. I hope you can get him in the ring. Uh, and I'm, yeah. putting my, I'm putting my money on you because he, I think he's turned this show down a few times. So, uh, you know, give him one of those swift, <laughs> Ernest the Cat Miller uh, super oh, yeah. kick to your mom. <laughs> right to his face. <laughs> Do that one for us. I got you, brother. <laughs> no problem. Um, we're, we're, you're, first of all, you're easy to talk to. A pleasure to have on. Oh, thank you. Uh, we are at the end of our show here, uh, this spot, and something we do at the end of every show is I, I'm going to give you the proverbial mic now. Uh, can put over anything you want, say anything you want, you can bury someone if you want, if that's your uh, cup of tea. Um, <laughs> I will not interrupt. The floor is yours. All right. Uh, feel free to, if you're in the Atlanta area, get your tickets for uh, District uh, Wrestling. It'll be, uh, again, October 16th. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. If you follow me on Instagram, it's at KC underscore Roxer, R-O-X-X-E-R. Uh, I've been posting uh, links to get the tickets, or you can visit uh, District Atlanta's um, uh, website, and they have the link in their bio. Uh, I'm going to be working GPW the night before. That's over in Jasper, Georgia. So if you're in the area, stop by. I'm your tag team champion. And uh have a great day and watch NWA wrestling as it's meant to be. <laughs> Spectacular. We sure will. Uh, Casey, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, Thank you. Need to plug something, need to put something over. Uh, come on back. Let us know. Uh, Absolutely. For sure. Have yourself a glorious night. You too. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Anytime. Peace. <laughs> Have a great night, sir. (laughs) That was awesome. Perfect time.